So good to see you. Hope your Sunday is, is started off all right, and I uh, hope it only gets better from here. Amen? Man, I pray good week, and uh, man, we, we are in this COVID-19 season, uh, not just as a country or in life, but even as a church, and so we, uh, we are running somewhere in that 50% capacity of where we were pre-COVID, and so we have, as we have come back, uh, we have been able to have service, and we actually have young kids in the back, zero to four, and then five through 11 has been here with us in worship, but at this moment or this time, if you have a, a child or a kid that's five through 11, we, you have the opportunity to give them uh, to our kids ministry out in the back. There's Pastor Dakota right there. He will take uh, those, those kids and go outside and do a lesson and also play some uh, as well, so they'll have a good time. And uh, you know, for us, it was important that that we would do whatever it took to make sure that kids uh, were taken care of and ministered to uh, in our church. We we said we knew that Cypher uh, had opened this room up to us, but had not opened up the rest of the hallways just quite yet. And we were okay with that, but we uh, weren't okay with just letting our our, our older kids uh, definitely uh, just getting to sit in here. And, and, and listen, we thought it would be awesome to still continue to make sure that we're uh, giving them a, a, an age-appropriate uh, message about Jesus and so that they would learn about him. And so I don't know about you, but we're going to do whatever, whatever, we take, whatever it takes to make sure that we minister to our kids. Amen? And so, uh, hey, I want, to, I want to give you an update real quick, and then we will we'll dive into the message and wrap things up today. But uh, a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> I had asked you... Uh, to pray as a church, we prayed specifically for uh, that God would open up a door, a door uh, for us to be able to uh, have a place or have a building that we would be able to to call Hope Rising, that we'd be able to call our own. And so, uh, all we did was pray that that Sunday we said, "Lord, do something. Would you begin to open doors? Would you begin to show us and help us provide next steps for us?" And so, we prayed as a church, and that week. Uh, a door actually opened. How many love it when God speaks, when, when you pray and God speaks real quick? Amen? Like, I don't know about you, but I like it when God speaks and he's not, he's not slow. And so I'm like, yes, Jesus. So, so he, well, we prayed. God answered a door. There was a door that opened, and we ended up going to look at that place. And then this, so this past Sunday, uh, us as a church went, those that were able to, went and we prayed over uh, that building. Uh, that space for us, uh, and it's, it's just a street over from, from this location, but, but we went and prayed and said, God, if this is your will, this is your thing, then continue to help us with next steps. If it's not, then shut the door. Continue to, to, to move, and uh, I believe just letting God and allowing God to do what God does, and when we kind of get out of the way, God can do his thing. I know God can push us out of the way if he wants to, but he chooses not to. Most of the time, he chooses to use you and me and allows us uh, to, to do our best to hear his voice. And so uh, we went and uh, looked at it and prayed over it this past Sunday. And I just want to kind of let you know where we're at in the, uh, in the details of this uh, possibility. But uh, we're working out the details right now for the lease agreement. And the lease agreement is, is looking positive. It's looking up. Everything is, is, is heading uh, up and to the right, okay? And so, so that is, that, that's some good news right there. And if all goes well uh, over the next couple of weeks, we can foresee us 
signing a lease for our church uh, with the next couple of weeks, we could sign a lease. And so I don't know about you, but that's pretty exciting uh, that that possibility is there. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying it at least looks good in the moment, okay? And so uh, just know that we are pressing towards that direction, and I wanted to give you an update with that. We will, as we conclude today, we will continue to wrap, we'll wrap some more of this up uh, for you and give you some more info on what our next steps are as a church. And so uh, today I want to build, build some faith in you. Uh, last week we talked about big faith, that God was moving us into a season as a church uh, of big faith. And, and so uh, I want to continue in that vein or in that flow. And so in Matthew, you can open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. Uh, we're going we're gonna to sit in verses 22, or we'll start at verse 22. And it says this, it says, immediately after this. Everybody say this. Well, if you're like me, I, I, I was like, well, what is this? If you're reading your Bible, I don't know if you ask questions when you read your Bible. I like to ask questions like, what is this? And so uh, after, after what? What are they talking about here? Well, after this is when Jesus feeds the 5,000. So, so Jesus has just fed the 5,000. And in Matthew, in Matthew it, it tells us, it, or it only tells us that the disciples, that they they had, they had five loaves and two fish. If you grew up in church, you, you're probably familiar uh, or somewhat familiar with this story. But, but does it tell us where they got the five loaves and two fish from? When you read Matthew, it just says that the disciples have it. And so when you put all of the pieces together, though, when you read the four Gospels, this story was founded in, or found in all four Gospels of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there's very few stories that are repeated in all four Gospels. So this is an important story, an important parable, uh, or por- important uh, a moment in life where, where Jesus is trying to get his point across here. But, and so, they, so if you're like me, I'm like, cool. What is this? Okay, Jesus is feeding the 5,000, but beyond that, uh, where do they get this bread and these loaves from? And so lucky for us, as we put the pieces together, the Bible tells us that the, that the disciples were getting ready to send the crowds home. 5,000 people, not including women and children, there's a lot of people that are hanging out, right, uh, wanting to listen to Jesus. It's a large revival. It's a large, it's a large uh, area outside. Uh, man, they got the stage set up. Jesus is there. The band is there. And people are just everywhere. It's like Woodstock, but in Jesus' time, okay? And so, uh, the, so disciples, they're getting ready to send the crowd home. All the restaurants were closing. Lupe's was closing. Gringo's was closing. Papa Cito's, oh dear Jesus, it was closing. Like it was closing time. They, they weren't selling any more fajitas and they weren't selling any more quesadillas and, and tableside guacamole. I mean, it was, it was all closing down. But then Andrew, one of the disciples said, hey, I know it's closing down, but there's a boy that has some chips and some salsa. Come on, somebody. How many you know you can have church over some chips and salsa? I'm just kidding. He didn't have chips and salsa, but he had five loaves and he had two fish. The boy had five loaves and he had two fish. So where did they get it? Well, they got a, they, I don't know if they beat the kid up. I don't know if they said, hey, give me your lunch. I don't know what they said, but they were able to get the boys, uh, the boy was able to give uh, his five loaves and two fish to the disciples. But then they say, but what good is this with this huge crowd? 
What good is five loaves and two fish going to do for us when we have 5,000 men, not including women and children, to feed right now? Let me interject. How are we, how are we going to take care of this need right now? In regards to our church and in regards to what we believe God is leading us to and, and le- these next steps, how are we going to raise the money needed to get into this building? How is God going to provide the way to make it happen? Well, when you read the story, Jesus blessed it, he broke it, and then he multiplied it. He blessed it, he broke it, and he multiplied it. Say it like this, Jesus took what they had, and then he gave it. He said, give me what you have, and then I'll take care of the rest. Come on, that's good right there. Just give me what you have. Give me, give me your hearts. Give me your life. Give me what you have, and I will take what you have, and I can do with what you have more than you can ever do or think. You see, little is much when God is in it. Come on, anybody grew up in church? Little is much when God is in it. I mean, 5,000 people. I can't even feed my family with five loaves of two fish. Come on, right? Like you go to a restaurant and they got some good bread. Oh, man, I don't know about you, but I love my carbs, especially when I go to a restaurant. Right? They got some good bread, and I'm just eating bread. And by, by, by the time the entree comes, I'm like, that looks really good. But could you just put that in a to-go box? I'm going to get that later. That's lunch tomorrow or something, right? And, and so I can't even feed my family. Well, and how is Jesus and how is the disciples going to go feed 5,000 people? But the Bible tells us they were all fed. Nobody went without. In fact, the disciples, the ones that were serving, went. And as they were serving, the Bible says that they went and picked up 12 baskets, basketful of leftovers. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not a big leftovers fan. But if Jesus is in it, come on, somebody, I'm there, right? And so, so everybody was fed and taken care of. I believe God is saying, and he could say a lot of things, but I feel like in this moment, God is saying that he is more than enough. I think God is saying, I am more than enough. I can take what you have, and when you give it to me, I can take it, I can bless it, and I can multiply it. You see, the best predictor of God's faithfulness is to remember what he's already done. The best predictor to know if God is faithful is just to look back and to see what God has already done. You know, starting, I went back, kind of memory lane a little bit this week, and I went back to when we started this church, when we started Hope Rising, when, when it was just a dream, when it was just a, when it was just a prayer, it was a thought, it was like, God, is this really what you're doing? And then, and then it, the question became, oh, well, we don't have, it's just me and Kristen right now. How are we going to start this thing? Who's going to come along and help us build this thing? Who, who's going who's gonna to walk alongside of us? Who's going to show up and, and help us set up and, and tear down on a Sunday after Sunday after Sunday? God, who, where's the money going to come from that it's going to take to, to to be able to have the things that are necessary to reach kids and to, and to let them be in, in fun environments. And how are we going to raise money for speakers and, and equipment and all these things? We have these questions, right? There were our questions that we were, we were trying to deal with and walk through and wrestle with. But we knew. We knew that every time God spoke something to us, Every time God has spoken things to Kristen or I or laid something in our spirits, every time he called us to take steps of faith, God has been faithful to make it happen. 
You see, we knew that. We, that our best predictor, if God was going to be faithful, was what well, we just, we've experienced it before. We've experienced taking steps of faith. We've experienced doing something that we weren't quite for sure of, but we were pretty certain that it was the Lord telling us and speaking to us. And as we walked in obedience, we saw the faithfulness of God begin to move in our lives. We did our parts, and God did his. He always comes through. God always comes through. Come on, say it for the people in the back. Come on, God always comes through, amen? Like, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it looks like, feels like. It, what matters is, is, is God speaking? Yes, okay, then our job is to walk in obedience and say yes. And then as we do that, we see God do amazing things. So, Diving back into the story, chapter or verse 22 says, Immediately after this, right? We just talked about it. Jesus just fed the 5,000. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, full, fat, and healthy, mm, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. And meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. They were scared. Uh, in, in fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Have you, have you ever done something like this before? God, God, if it's you, can you give me a sign? Come on, we've all prayed like that before. We've all prayed prayers like that. God, if it's you, would you, would you give me a sign? I mean, I remember, I remember growing up, and I think I've told this story before, but I remember being in like lunch line in, in, in school and, being, and just feeling like I was supposed to like maybe pay for the person in front of me. Hey, let me, let, let me take care of your, your meal today. It's like three or four bucks, right? But you, know, you, you have moments where you're like, man, I feel like I, maybe I should pay for the table next to me. Or maybe I should, maybe, maybe I should do something good for somebody. Lord, is this you? <laughs> and, and so I would say things like, okay, God, if they, if, they, if they kneel down and they tie their shoe in the next 10 seconds, I'll know it's you. Come on, right? Uh, God, if they sneeze, come on. If they sneeze in the next five seconds, one. Two, three, four, five. No, they didn't sneeze. Okay, okay, God, I guess it's not you, right? Right. We're like, God, give us a sign. Let us know that it's you speaking to us. We all want to know that God is speaking to us. We all want to know that we are hearing the voice of God. And I don't know about you, it's three in the morning. Peter is probably a little tired. He's probably got some sleepy in his eyes. He's, he's probably like, man, I, I think that's Jesus. I mean, I was just with the man, but it's rainy. Come on, our visibility is low. The waves are high. The wind is kicking. And, and he says, he says, hey, hey, let me, just tell me to come walk on some water, and I'll know it's you. If it's you, give me a sign. So Jesus says, yeah, come on out. Come on out. So Peter went over the side of the boat, and he walked on water towards Jesus. Listen, if, if you get anything out of today, if you get anything out of this moment, get this one statement. You will never experience the miracle if you never step out of the boat. 
You will never get to experience what Peter experienced if you never step out of the boat. And I believe that God is calling us, church, to stretch. Calling us to step out of the boat in faith. And I believe that the miracle is just not in this house or just for this house, but I believe it's, it's your house, and I believe it is your neighbor's house. I, I believe God will see miracles happen, and I believe God will, that people are watching your life and watching how you, how you live your life and conduct yourself and, and hold yourself and, and how even in moments that are tough or difficult that you're still able to lift your head up high and say, I will serve the Lord, and he is my God. I will trust in him. I, I believe that it's not just for this house. I believe the miracle is not just for your house but I believe it's the people that are around you and that you live life with day in and day out. I believe it because I see it, I've seen it in my own life. I have my neighbors come to this church. My neighbors through relationship and neighbors through, through conversation how over the last couple of years been able to invite them and and my neighbors are coming to church. Because miracles just not in this house. I believe miracles are going to happen and continue to happen for us. But I believe not just, it, it's, it's bigger than just Hope Rising. Because you make up Hope Rising. And so I, I believe that the miracle is is not just what God wants to do for this church, but I also believe it's what God wants to do in you and what God wants to do in your family and what God wants to do in your kids. Maybe you have kids that are, that are out of the house and, and they kind of have strayed away. I believe they're coming back. Your marriage is a little rocky right now. I believe there's a miracle in the making. I believe people and their lives that watch and tune into your life will see the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And then they, in turn, will begin to see the miracle in their lives. Verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. He said, save me, Lord. And, just, and Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. He said, you have so little faith Jesus said, why did you doubt me? And, and, and in this moment, I don't think Jesus was, was yelling at Peter. I don't think Jesus was, was speaking in a condescending way to Peter. I, I think Jesus was saying, you were just with me when I fed the 5,000. You just saw one of the greatest miracles ever witnessed and recorded in history. Probably ten to 15,000 people, actually, uh, if you just take the law of averages. He just fed a lot of people with five loaves and two fish. I think Jesus is saying, Peter, you stepped out of the boat. You took some next steps. You were walking towards me, and you got a little afraid. And you know what that makes you? It makes you human. I don't know about you, but, but walking in faith isn't always a sure thing. Walking in faith is sometimes a little scary. Starting a church, planning a church, scary. But you know what I've found is that you step out, he's always faithful. That if you get a little shaky on some water, he's like, cool, I got you. And Jesus, Jesus is saying, 
Why did, why did you doubt me? You were just with me, Peter, right? Immediately after this. It hadn't been 24 hours. Jesus is trying to say, Peter, you can trust me. You can go to the bank on what I say. And even in moments when you doubt and you fear and you feel like you're beginning to sink and all of life's worries and all of life's moments and circumstances begin to crash in over you, don't worry because I'm right there with you. Don't worry because I'll reach my hand out and I will pick you up. Don't worry. You're in a group. Cool. So, so in your group, somebody will pick you up. I've placed you for such a time as this. And so when they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. And then the disciples worshiped him. He said, you really are the son of God, they exclaimed. And after they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the people recognized Jesus... The news of his arrival spread quickly. Man, when, when, they, when they recognized Jesus, these people knew they had seen him. The news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. Not only will you experience the miracle, but others will see it, experience it, and want to be a part of it. These people, Peter stepped out, experienced the miracle. And there's so much in this story that we don't have time to, to go through it, just, just piece by piece today. But he experiences the miracle and even though the other disciples stayed in the boat, they got to witness what God was doing. And it's cool. You can, you, you can stay in the boat, but, man, I want to be on the water with Peter. Like, like you can stay in the boat of safety and comfort and, and, and bluebell and coffee. Come on, somebody. Uh, but, but I want to be out with Peter. And what happens is, is where you're going and where God is taking you, there's going to be other people their lives are going to be changed because of you. People's lives are going to be changed because of this church. People are going to give their lives to Jesus because of this church. People are coming back to who he is because, because we, we're, we're a church that says, you know what, we're going to stand up for who God is, and we're going to preach the gospel, and we're going to tell people about Jesus, and we're going to be their best cheerleaders, and we're going to walk with people. We're, we're going to cry with people. We're going to walk with them through whatever they may be going through. So they can experience the miracles that God has for them. Our church is in a season where I believe God is calling us to step out of the boat. To step out of the boat. I want you to know that today, today I want to step out of the boat. I think the question is, is will you join me? Will, will, will you join me on this journey and step out of the boat with us in faith? And if you call Hope Rising your church home, here's something I'm asking you to be a part of today. 
if it's your first time, I'd, I'd, I'd love for you, or just, you've been here just a couple of times, I'd love for you just to sit and listen, and if you decide to make this church your home, then, then we could talk later, but I, I just want to speak to those that call Hope Rising home for a moment, that we are asking you to be a part of something called Heart for the House. Heart for the house. And here's the deal. We, we, are, we know God is calling us to next steps. And, and when God calls you to take a step of faith, it's not always clear. In fact, in fact Peter had no guarantee that he was going to actually walk on water until he actually started to walk on water, right? And so uh, we believe that God is speaking and leading us. Our leadership believes it. We, uh, we went and prayed over it last week. And those that went and prayed... I've had conversations with them. But as we move forward towards this, we're needing to raise some money so that we can renovate the space. But it's not just a space. It's not just a building. It's just not a church. I mean, the truth is, and you know it, that, that we make up the church. But the building is, is going to be a place that creates space for the hopeless a place where the broken can, can be made whole. It's going to be a place where, where we can hold some worship nights and a, a place where we can hold prayer meetings and a, a, place, a place where we can have rooms for our kids to learn about the love of Jesus. Rice University told or, or came out with a study in 2017 and found that 1.9 million people in the greater Houston area have no religious affiliation. Almost 30% of Houston has no religious affiliation whatsoever. And then they go on to say that there are thousands of people moving to Houston each and every month. Can I tell you that the need for people to hear about the hope of Jesus is only increasing? It's only getting more. It's only becoming more. The need is great. The harvest is great, the, the word says, but the workers are few. Would you step out of the boat with us today? This space is 5,300 square feet, just over that. And at that space, we believe that we can comfortably hold about 200 to 225 people in one service. And then once we get close to that number or those numbers, and as we see fit, we'll start going to multiple services. We literally think we can begin to reach between six to 800 people at this physical location easy, easy. And this is what it's gonna take. This is what it's gonna take for us to get into this building. I want, to, I want to put up this next slide. <clears throat> this is what it's going to cost, cost us getting in this building. Now, now, when you look at these figures, I want you to know that we have all of the equipment. All of the equipment needs, um, kids' stuff, toys, all that stuff. We, we have all that stuff. We're not having to buy more of that. We're not having to... to video and sound. We're not having to really touch any of that. We already have that. We just have to install it. But we have renovations of 140000 for this, this warehouse space that we'll be, be going in. It's, it's a part warehouse, part office space upstairs. 
And so uh, what that includes is this, walls. I think walls are good. We, we, need, we need to build some walls. We'll have to, to demo some walls and have to make some new walls and uh, restrooms. I don't know about you, but you know, how, how many think restrooms is a good idea, right? And so uh, we have to create restroom space and, um, and all that goes into that. Electrical, running electrical for the building and uh, uh, AC. Uh, there's no AC in the warehouse space, so we have to have to work on getting an AC unit for that that particular space there. Uh, flooring, and so when when we see renovations, this is this is really the construction cost of us getting into the building. Uh, once that stuff is set up, we have our stuff. We, we just we got to get into the building. Chairs are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of ten thousand dollars for 200 chairs. And then my goal, my, my prayer, is that we could also raise a year's worth of lease. So when we go into that space, we already have a year of that lease taken care of. Now we're looking to take, we're looking to make, make a three-year lease uh, in, this, in this building or in this space. And so I know you may have a lot of questions I may have some thoughts, and I think they are all warranted. But this is, this is what I'm asking from you, Hope Rising. I'm asking that you would continue to pray. If we don't pray, then we've missed the mark to begin with. Amen? And so I'm asking that you continue to pray. We, we've got about two weeks of, uh, call it a grace period of where, where we really just see God do some things in these next two weeks before we sign the lease. But I want you to continue to pray, and I want you to continue to believe in faith with, with us that God is moving. And then thirdly, I want you to ask the Lord, what is my part in this? What is my part in this, and I, I was going to be honest, this does not happen unless we do our part. Be trying to have conversations over the next couple of weeks with even even some of those that that aren't here today, and saying, "Hey, wh what is God speaking to you? What what is what is God doing in you?" Because I believe that if this is going to happen, then we have to do our parts. And I believe if you call this place home. I believe God will speak to you. I believe God wants us to take a step of faith. I believe he wants to take next steps. I believe God is calling us into a season of big faith. I don't know about you, but $198,000 is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money. But if I, was, if I was worried about the money, I would have never planted a church in the first place. Listen, when we, when we started this church, it was three families in a house with nothing. 
just living on a prayer. Whoa, halfway there. That was it. We have nothing. We have no promises. We didn't know what it would look like. We just knew what God was calling us to do. And so, so if, I, if, we were worried about, if we were worried about money, then, then we would never start this church to begin with. But I believe that if you're, if you're ever going to do something great for God, God's not going to call you to, to play it safe all the time. I'm not saying be reckless, but I am saying it's time to step out. Walk on some water, have some big faith. And so let me walk this through with you some. We've created a giving option on our website for or labeled Heart for the House. It's, it's alive today. Uh, and you, you, could, you could start giving today towards that if you'd like. I do want to emphasize that this is not regular giving or your tithe, but this is above and beyond that. I've thought of different ways. You, there's, you could, you could, I'm trying to think of ways to get to $198,000 because I know it's a large task. But I believe that maybe there are assets that are able to be sold, that maybe there's some stock that's able to be sold. I believe that maybe there's extra savings. Uh, you have an extra, uh, extra pad in your savings that you're able to, to give. I'm talking about big faith. And here's why. Our, our church has sown seed. month after month year after year we have sown seed and I believe that the seed that we have planted God is beginning to water and I believe that um, the blessing we're going to see the blessings of the Lord and the miracles of God happen as we take steps of faith so in two weeks <clears throat> We're going to pass out commitment cards, and this is why. Not, I don't really want to do the commitment cards, but this is why we need to do the commitment cards. Because we will <clears throat> be going to sign the lease within a day or two, within two weeks, and, and that might be one thing that is needed or required by the landlord to see the commitments of the house and to see where we're at um, with what we have raised so far. Uh, and on, yeah, you, it'll have an option for a one-time gift, or it'll be have an option that you can pay monthly for for up to three months. You say why three months? Well, that's because that's the time that that we believe that we have to to renovate that space and then to be in it. So if you've been with us for a while, just think about this. As much as I love pipe and drape. You actually will still see some pipe and drape uh, in that facility, but uh, if you've been with us for a while, the idea of not having to set up so much pipe and drape kind of sounds all right. We'll figure out something else. We'll serve something. We'll do something. We'll, we'll create stuff. 
The idea of not having to always pull a trailer sounds all right to me. Like, I, I, lo I love what we do, but, but the idea, if you've been with us for a long time, you, you, you feel me, you're with me. And so, when we sign this lease, we'll have three months to renovate, to get in, and then we'll start paying our monthly rent. And so, here's the deal. The sooner we have the funds, the more that we can continue to push to renovate forward. So I never want to put you on the spot. I never want to, I never want to make an impulse buy, per se, or purchase. And so I'm not, I'm not asking you to give today. I am asking you to pray, though. I am asking you to say, God, what's my part? What do, what do you want from me? What is my part in this? If you want to start giving to it today, cool. But I want you to know we're going to do commitments in two weeks, and we got to have a plan moving forward. And so... So this is what I want us to do. I just want us to pray. I want us to pray that God would continue to lead us and guide us. I want us to pray that, that God would give us big faith, that God would give you big faith, and that he would speak and, and we would hear him clearly. That, it, that it, if, if you know us at all, you know this, that we never tell you what to give. We just ask you to ask the Lord. And God has provided every step of the way. And I just believe that as we continue in that vein and in that flow, God will continue to provide. Just like I hear God, I believe that you can hear God too. God speaks to me just like he can speak to you. And so, so God, we, we pray today that you would Lord, above all else, that you would be lifted up in our lives. That this is, this, is, this is not about a building near as much as it is about people's lives continuing to be changed for eternity. For people to be healed and people to be made whole and people to find relationships that that lift them up instead of tearing them down and people that they can do life with and a place that people continue to find their purpose and serve and to be able to, 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 be able to speak into other people and to raise up leaders and to, to raise up people and to, to be a light into the community, God, and to continue to, to be able to reach out, God, and continue to, to let people know that there is hope beyond what maybe they're experiencing in the moment. It's so much more than just a building. God, the building is just a tool, but God, I pray pray that we would continue to lift you up no matter what, that at all costs, that everything else goes away. God, we lift up your name. And God, so today as a church, we step out of the boat. God, I know that there are miracles on the other side of stepping out of the boat. And so we step out believing that you are calling us to next steps, believing that you're calling us to big faith, believing that you are calling us to maybe some unsure steps, but we know that, that as we walk in obedience, your faithfulness will continue to prove itself time and time again.
So God, we thank you for, for speaking to us. We thank you for speaking to our hearts and our spirits today. We thank you, God, that, that you're doing a work in us and in this church, in these people. We thank you for what you're doing. We pray that you would continue to do it. And God, that you would provide every step of the way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Will you pray with us? Will you believe with us? I believe today that God is doing something special in our church. And I want us all to be a part of it. Why don't you stand up with us? I want to remind you that that we have groups going on this week. I'd love for you to tune in or, or, or join a group this week. These groups are so much fun. We've got a ladies group and we have a Bible study on Zoom and we've got a men's group and also have a, a, a family night. Man, I, I want to challenge you and encourage you. Man, get into one of those groups. Uh, life is so much better when we laugh together, when we learn together, when we, when we seek and go after God together. Life is so much better. So I'd love for you to see you in a group this week. And then lastly, I want to give you a chance to give today. Always want to respond to the Lord by giving as we conclude. And so simply what we do, ask the Lord what it is for you to give. And if God speaks to you, just simply obey that. And without fail, God will never fail. And so let's lift him up one more time. Lord, we love you. And we thank you today. We thank you today that you are so good. We thank you that you're leading us and you're guiding us. God, you're doing something in us that we can't do on our own. But God, we're going to take some next steps. And God, we're going to walk in obedience to you. We're, we're, we're going to see you do great things. God, we're going to step out of the boat and we're going to see some miracles take place. God, I can't wait to see what you do over the next couple of weeks and over the next couple of months, God. Lord, I pray that you are preparing people's hearts and preparing people's lives, God. Lord, that they are going to be radically changed by the power of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that where you're leading us, God, you would continue to guide and provide. God, I pray that you above all else would be lifted up and as you are worthy Lord we say yes today we say yes we will God yes we will worship you yes we will give you praise yes we will give you honor yes we will give you our heart we will give you all that we are and it's in Jesus mighty name amen come on let's do it